What's up, y'all? This is Chitty Bang, and I'm on the Renegade Millionaire Show, the podcast that profiles entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs. Join us as we go one-on-one inside the hearts and minds of some of our generation's best and brightest. And now, introducing your host, my friend, Sun Group Wealth Partners Managing Director, CNBC and Forbes.com contributor, Winnie Sun. Hi, everybody. It's Winnie Sun, your host on the Renegade Millionaire Show. We are taping again here in beautiful Venice Beach at TuneIn Studios. I'm excited to welcome you back. As you know, I'm Financial Advisor, Managing Director at Sun Group Wealth Partners, and you can follow me at WinnieSun.com. Well, I'll be posting my recent posts on Forbes, CNBC, all that good stuff. And so with that, let's start with the quick financial uh, update. So, you know, right now, a lot of people have been talking about setting up a pension plan. So what's a pension plan and what does it do? You know, for those of you who might own your own business and have a reasonable income, it makes sense to take a look at a pension fund because, or pension um, plan, because this is a retirement plan that you could potentially utilize for you uh, in your own company. How do you set one of these up? Super simple. You actually start with an employee census. You get the data of, you know, who's working for you and who's not, ages and, and some other relevant information. You get that information over to a pension consultant, uh, someone that usually for my clients, I'll send it to somebody that I know very, very well. And from there, we go ahead and get a calculation from them and you have a pension option spreadsheet that'll show you how much you can contribute and potentially how much you could um, benefit in terms of tax credits and tax savings. So all that good stuff. From there, you fund it and I can help you invest it. And with that, I am excited to start the show. Welcome, Dell. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today, Del Warsham. It's actually uh, does something that I've been a huge fan of when I was in my younger years, more fun years. I guess, Del, you are one of only three funny car drivers to qualify for championship rounds in 24 funny car events in 2011. And you did so much more than that, right, Del? Yeah, you know, I, I actually didn't know that, so that's that's great. Uh, it's been it's been it's been a good run, you know. We we've done pretty well, uh, but we're still after you know the one big thing, and that's and that's winning the funny car uh, uh, championship. Oh, when is that? Well, well, basically, we race on a point system, you know, you know, all season long uh, mm-hmm. through our twenty four races, and then once we get to the eighteenth season or the eighteenth race of the, of the NHRA Millionaire Series, then the points are kind of like restructured and uh, where they tighten them all back up and they take the top 10 cars and uh, they let you race it out the last six races for the, uh, the NHRA and the Funny Car Championship. Right, right. That's incredible. I remember watching this. So you're, you were actually born here in Whittier, so you're really local. So you've been yes. racing since, did I read this right? You've been racing since you were 13 years old? Well, I was BMX racing and I started drag racing. I started race, drag racing in 1990 at the age of 20. Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, but you used to you were able to build an entire funny car motor at the age of thirteen. Then correct, correct. Yes, uh, I raced with with my father. He was a mechanic and he was a partner in and kind of like a local a local funny car around here. And uh, grew up around it. Grew up around the sport, watching uh, watching everybody race at, at our local track out here in Irvine. It's called Orange County International Raceway. I used to go out there when I was a kid. Very so cool. grew up there, learned my way around the car. And mm-hmm. in 1990, I started driving. Wow, wow! And those of you who don't know uh, what a funny car is, Del, these are these are um, these are powdered off alcohol, right? 
These these are actually nitromethane. Okay. Uh, uh, we cut the nitromethane with 10% of, of alcohol, methanol. Mm-hmm. Um, but nitromethane is a very powerful fuel that carries its own oxygen and just makes a, just abundant horsepower, you know, in the range of 10,000 horsepower. I mean, there's it's such a really fun race to watch. I know there's more women watching this sport now more than ever, but I remember watching, and it's, it's so interesting because... Am I am I right? The the whole shell of the car is up until you start racing. Correct, correct. Yeah. So <laughs> it looks so like we the have lid the whole comes frame. Up. So cool. Right. We have the whole frame there, you know, and the engine and everything like that. And then we have this carbon fiber shell, which ours ours our particular one is Toyota Camry, mm-hmm. and uh, and it sits on top of it, and that's what provides the aerodynamics and. Uh, uh, and uh, and all the safety for you, you know. So you drop the shell on top of you, mm-hmm. and uh, it latches down. And there's a little escape hatch you got at the top in case there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, you 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 put it on there, and that's that's how it works. It's incredible. What so what brand of car are you driving? I'm I'm driving a Toyota Camry. Oh, right. very cool. Well, that's yeah. interesting. I don't remember seeing that. So Toyota must be delighted to see their Camry Camry being run. <laughs> On this level, that's incredible. I would never have thought that the camera could go that quick. Yeah, well, well, you know, basically what it is, basically, basically what it is is uh, we we use the engineers from Toyota and uh-huh. they use their uh, their wind tunnels, their designs, and they build this carbon fiber shell wow. that's based on the camera to go on this to go on top of this of this frame and this this engine, and uh, that's how it works, you know. So I mean, they. They do a good job helping us out. You know, they have they have lots of engineers. They know what they're doing at Toyota. They mm-hmm. know what what we're looking for, what we need, and they're able to provide us with a competitive part. Well, those of you who are listening or driving Toyota Camrys right now are probably on top of the world. <laughs> Listen to this. That is so cool. So, how quick are you on the quarter mile? Well, the quickest I've been in uh, so far, so far the quickest I've been is three point nine eight seconds, and we actually oh had my to goodness. Back up. Yeah, we we had to shorten the track up a couple of years ago because the cars were just speeds were getting so great and so fast that uh, the tracks became dangerous. So we shortened it 320 feet, so now we're down to a thousand feet, and I ran that in 3.98 seconds last weekend. Oh my goodness! So what you don't know, Dell, is when I was in college, I actually drew drove a Ford Mustang that had some fun things put into it and I remember thinking I mean I remember being told we were I think we were at 11 seconds and that was already a big deal because we're just college kids but goodness under four seconds is insane that's incredible yeah yeah and 11 seconds 11 seconds is very fast that's it's pretty good fast, I mean, especially a street car yeah yeah it was it was streetable we didn't drive on slicks <laughs> it was good yeah. Yeah, that was back in the day. That's incredible. Well, let's talk about, I mean, I'm so interested to learn more about you. So right now, you're in, where are you living right now, in Chino Hills? No, nope, I live in Villa Park, California. Just It's just, just off the, you know, it's just, just oh, like Oh, you're not too orange. far you know, from us. Just, yeah, because yeah. I'm in Irvine, but we're in L.A. today. Okay, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, just down the street from, from Irvine Lake, yeah. So let me ask you this. When did you realize you had a passion for race cars? You know, I knew at a very young age. Uh, I remember going to the drag races before we even had a race car with my dad. We lived in Laguna Hills, and uh, there was a track in Irvine, and you could hear that the dragsters and funny cars racing out there in the early 70s. Where was and, there a track uh, my dad, in Irvine? Yeah, there was a track off San Canyon Avenue, or off San oh. Canyon Irvine. And uh, he'd take me out there, and we'd watch the funny cars and watch the dragsters, and we didn't even have a car at uh I would say by the time I was five or six years old, I was pretty sure, you know, that this is what I wanted to do. Wow. Who were your idols growing up? Well, uh, there was uh, Don the Snake Perdome. He was a world champion. He had the Army funny car, and it was just unbeatable. And then there was this other funny car out of Texas called the Blue Max who could actually 
raced with Don Perdome and beat him on occasion and finally took the championships away from him. So he was, uh, he was pretty much my idol back then. Wow, wow. So what drove, I mean, what, what drew you to funny cars versus, you know, top fuel and everything else? You know, I think, uh, I think because they had a funny car race every single, you know, once a month out uh-huh. here in Irvine at, uh-huh. at the Orange County Raceway, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't have top fuel races. They were more, they more just followed the circuit, but funny cars were more, were more entertaining and there were more they of are. them. They are. They're so uh, much more fun to watch. I think, I think I got, I think at that point is when I really decided, you know, you know, uh, my love for funny cars became back then. Yeah. Do you know, I'm just curious, I mean, I love the name funny car, but do you know who even came up with the name? I guess I should look into that. Oh, oh, excuse me, what was that again? I said, do you know how they even came up with the name funny car? Well, the best, the best I can tell from the stuff I've watched and the people that have interpreted, you know, interpreted to me have, have been way back in the late 60s and early 70s as the class was developing, they were taking kind of stock looking cars and altering the wheelbase and moving things around and they actually mm-hmm. looked kind of funny. <laughs> they just just the sheer fact they just didn't look normal, you know. They 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 would take the rear axle and push it way far forward so mm-hmm. the rear of the car would hang way out. And I think <laughs> that's how the name kind of got started. Wow, that's impressive. Well, let's let's yeah. talk about like so. How many races do you race per year? Okay, well we we have twenty four races on the circuit, uh, and then I race in the NHRA Mel Yellow Series. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have twenty four national events that we race. Uh, just throughout the United States, you know, between California and Florida and as high as Minnesota and as far over as New Hampshire and up into Seattle and Sonoma. So, uh, 24. Wow. Impressive. And I guess, you know, having, obviously you have such a championship run now and all these different titles. Can you talk about perhaps the one that really meant the most to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I still, I still look back, you know, and and, and I've, I've won some big races. I've won the U.S. Nationals, which is like the biggest race that we have in drag racing in 2005. And they also have another race that goes along with it that's kind of a, a specialty race the same weekend. And if you can win them both in one weekend, they give you this, this big this big bonus of money plus all the money you win. And I won that in 2005. Financially, that was probably the biggest race I ever won. How but, much do you win? Can we, do we know? Uh, what was that again? How much was the purse in 2005? Yeah, I'm pretty sure when when all was said and done that weekend, we had won about 260, about $265,000. Wow, that's incredible. So, in less than four for seconds. Drag racing, for drag racing, that was pretty good. Uh, but 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 looking back on it, in 1991, mm-hmm. I think in about uh, the fifth race I ever entered, I won I won the, uh, the Southern Nationals in Atlanta, Georgia. At tw- I was 21 years old in like two months. And uh, wow. that's probably... That, I'm sure that's my most special win. That was like the biggest moment of my career to be able to win that young and only have that few of starts and mm-hmm. you know, basically just get that lucky at that point. Uh, I was with my dad and, and 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 we won the race and we had this dream. It was it was pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. I mean, when you talk about the relationship for, I mean, it was something that you and your dad built together, and that you do you still does your dad still participate with you today? Well, he does not not on the current car I'm driving. Uh, uh, we still have a race shop, though. We still build. We still build cars and do work and do licensing stuff and run our old, and run our personal family car at times with different drivers. But 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 as of two thousand after the two thousand eight season, I started driving for other teams and uh, and right now I'm driving for for Connie Coletta and the DHL team out of Michigan. Oh wow, wow, impressive. So how do you balance? So I know that you're a big family man and you're a really great father. How do you balance racing and family life? Well, uh, first off, I, I married I married a girl who really liked racing. You know, probably not as much as me, but she could tolerate as much as I could. So uh, I got real lucky there. Um, and then we had we had twin daughters. Uh, I have twin daughters who are thirteen now who grew up around the racing that really love it too. And and, mm-hmm. and we have 
they love to come to races. They love to hang out. They love the social part of it. But then in NHRA, they have this cool program called, it's called a junior dragster program. Oh, uh, wow. For, for young kids. And we didn't have that when I was a kid. But they both came to me and wanted to do this. So I have these little junior dragsters for them that we race on off weekends. And uh, <laughs> they run about uh, a little over 80 miles per hour. Um, oh, my goodness. At and, 13? Uh, at 13. Well, actually, they're running 80 miles an hour. They were, they were running over 70 at 10 years old. And they just turned 13, and now they're running over 80. And, and they compete, and there, there's lots of kids out there doing it. Uh, wow. It's, just, it's a great little program. And most of the kids I race today coming up through the ranks have been through this program. You know, you look at uh, your, your pro stock world champion, Erica Enders, and, and Sean Langdon, and Spencer Massey, and J.R. Todd, and all these guys, and all these all these people I race today, they all came through the junior dragster ranks, and Oh they're, wow! They're, they turned into great, incredible racers. Well, so your daughters might be like the next di- dynamic duo. You never know. I mean, who knows? <laughs> we're, uh, we we actually have a race down in San Diego area this weekend, so uh, I'm preparing for that right now. Wow! So, how do you feel about that? I mean, I mean, obviously, you've raced your whole life, and you see your daughters race. I mean, when they get in the car, how do you feel? Do you, do you still do you still worry? I mean, you're a parent. No, no, you know. Uh, I've been through a lot of stuff myself and, and I've been lucky and fortunate to kind of get through it. Uh, I spent a little bit of time in the hospital. And mm-hmm. I know the safety of the cars. I've built the cars myself, I'm, myself, well, along, along with my dad. We've done everything we can do to make them safe. And I just remind them, you know, that, that it's not it's not a toy. It is a race car. It's going 80 <laughs> miles per hour. And they, they, they do need to be careful because it, it could hurt them if they're not careful. But no, no, I'm, I'm pretty competitive and so are they. And we're, we're, we're out there trying to win. Oh, good. Very cool. Well, you know, that, I think I mean, that's really interesting. So let's talk about that. I mean, as a parent, can you talk about maybe some uh, some life lessons that racing has kind of shown you? Yeah, sure. It, uh, I learned, you know, at, at a real young age, especially racing racing bicycles, BMX racing around Orange County here, you know, I, I kind of learned how to, how to, and as sad as this is, how to lose, you know, and be a decent <laughs> loser. Uh, you don't have to be happy about losing, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to be a sore loser. And I, and, and I kind of learned from BMX racing how to... Uh, how to take a loss and, and build on that and, and try and try and, and try and do better and become a winner and don't pout. Uh, I also learned uh, that hard work pays off. I, I know that in BMX racing, the harder I trained and the more I ran and, the, and uh, the more I practiced, the better I was at it, you know? So those kind of rules just kind of applied to, uh, to drag racing also. So that's interesting. I mean, I mean, it is a sport. So how do you train for sport like racing? Well, luckily, drag racing is really an endurance sport. Uh, it's more of a mental sport, um, mm-hmm. where you really have to have to be focused and concentrate, and uh, and don't let don't let distractions, you know, pull you out of your game or or or, or basically, you know, you know, distract you. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you learn focus. Uh, you learn how to uh, you learn how to concentrate, and uh, and you know, you what else? What else? Are actually, going for drag racing. That's that's the biggest thing I took from you. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, do you do stuff like yoga? Or I know, like I I interviewed my good friend Randy Jackson. He was saying he does meditation so they can get to a point where he can just completely focus. Do you do anything like that? No, I, you know, I, I try I try to stick to a routine all the time, and that way that way I don't forget anything or I don't lose a routine, and everything comes second mm-hmm. second nature to you. Uh, I try to do cardio, you know, I try to keep myself in decent shape. That way, that way we have a minimum weight on the car. So you want to be able to take a little bit of extra weight you have and kind of place it around the car in different places where maybe you need more traction or less traction. But, uh, but the biggest thing I try to do mostly is just routine, you know, and try to keep everything the same and don't let anything get out of the ordinary. Mm. 
Do you go well, like I, I'm just I guess I'm curious. Like so, when you sleep at night, sometimes do you actually dream when the light goes on and you gotta hit? <laughs> you gotta hit go. Uh, you know, I I don't remember my dreams that well. My wife has a perfect. You know, she can remember, she can remember her dreams. I mean, to a T. She remembers every little detail there is. <laughs> and unless it's something right as I'm gonna wake up, I don't really have a whole lot of memories of my dreams. So not <laughs> a whole pooped. lot of dreams of that. No. <laughs> That's awesome. So so I guess this is really cool. So basically the whole family is involved with racing and the kids love it just as much as you do. So this is incredible. It's like a racing family. You made the right choice yeah. in wife for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, between between my dad being involved in it, you know, and then myself, and then my mm-hmm. girls, and uh, and my wife, and I have a sister who's been following me the whole entire time. You know, both my sisters come out and watch. Uh, my grandma came to every single race at one point for six straight years until she wow. passed away. Uh, she followed me on the circuit for years, and was just a huge supporter of mine. So yeah, it's pretty much been part of my whole. It's been part of my life. My, it's been well, part of me my entire life. Well, you've just done such an incredible job. I mean, the, I have basically three pages of listing of the awards that you've won in racing. It's it's incredible. I was kind of blown away. I mean, I thank you. Yeah, it's what you have done is nothing short of of a huge feat. So something certainly to be proud of. And I I mean, it, I'm sure your daughters are just so so proud of you too and everything that you've accomplished. So I guess what's next for you? Well, I want to race and, and win, win a funny car uh, world championship, uh, mm-hmm. any uh championship. And then uh, after that, if I can pull that speed off, who knows? You know, I mean, I, I really, I really, I really want, want to try my hand, you know, as a, uh, <clears throat> as a, as a crew chief and, uh, and a mechanic again and try and help some of these young racers come up. Uh, I have a couple of cars I use for licensing. I have a funny car and a top fuel car of my own with oh. my dad. We use to, to train young people and get them and get them up and running. Uh, Working pretty hard at that school right now, um, and uh, I don't know. Just kind of see, just kind of see where it takes me. Just kind of see what happens to drag racing. Yeah, that's inc- that's a, that's a remarkable. I mean, the fact that you're helping your daughters now is just it just goes to show you that you're paying it forward. So this is exciting times. I think that yeah, if yeah. we have more people like you as examples um, in racing, I think more young people will get involved. This is this is great, and you're an incredible yeah, I, dad. I, I hope so. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. I try. I've got, I have wonderful daughters. I have a great wife. Uh, my entire family supports me. Uh, that helps a lot. I race for a great team, so I really, I really have no complaints in life right now. It's going, it's going well. Well, well, we'll keep it going, and then yeah, let us. We definitely are going to keep uh, following your journey very carefully. And with that, I mean, how can we continue to follow your journey? What's the best way to keep in touch with you? Well, a couple of different ways. Uh, we have uh, NHRA.com where they give all the results of all the of all mm-hmm. the events. Uh, uh, Coletta Motorsports. They have a uh, they have a website where they keep up on me also. So those those are probably two best ways. Uh, ESPN two every Sunday night. Uh, we're on ESPN two. They show the uh, a lot of them are live. A lot of them are just like like maybe a one or two hour tape delay. So every every Sunday evening we're we're on ESPN two racing, and uh, that's about the best way. To, Keep up with me. Yeah, and the great thing for those of you who know, Dell's also on social media. So um, I reached out to him on Twitter, and he responded. So I definitely encourage you to follow oh, yeah. him on Twitter too. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all, the, all the all the social media sites. Yeah, he's on everywhere. But such a big deal and such a nice guy. And not only that, I mean, you can tell what a family man he is. So this, my hat goes off to you for sure. And I will certainly be watching your next race because I. 
I'm a huge fan. When I saw, I, when my producer told me we we're going to interview, I was like, oh my goodness, that's awesome. I've been following him. So Funny Cars, definitely not a funny business. Very serious and very, very interesting. So those of you who have never seen Del Race, you know, definitely encourage you to just actually, all you have to do is type in his name on YouTube and you'll see. It's, it's incredible. And so this is Winnie's son. Thank you. A huge thank you to Del Warsham for being on our show today and for tuning in, those of you listening for the Renegade Millionaire Show. To learn more about me, always feel free to check me out at winniesun.com. And those of you who do listen to the show know I'm very, I'm very active on Twitter and that's at Sun Group WP. And with that, thanks again. Talk to you next time. Thank you, Del.